Hello, hello, wellness warriors, and welcome back to another episode, another opportunity to amplify the wellness warrior within. I could not be more elated. We were just having our conversation around the topic that's to come and the special guest, Michael O'Brien. And I know that this is a week delayed because of my out-of-town experience, but it's so divinely timed what we're going to be talking about, the man you're going to be meeting, the mission and the community that he has birthed continues to grow and all of the things he has accomplished. We won't snag it all in this episode. And if you want to hear more from him, be sure that we hear from you. Let us know, head over to the webpage and even use your beautiful voice. We have a voice memo option there, guys. So you can actually use your voice. Let us know some feedback. Let us know who you want to hear from again. Ask a question. But Without a doubt, we're going to uncover and unpack some beautiful things here today. And so, Michael O'Brien, I could give a bio that lasts this whole episode. So, I'll just share briefly with the audience a few of my favorite things, the reasons why the moment that I was ever in your room or in a room with you, I was like, oh, I just love his soul. He's a good human, and I feel that is a vibration that is easily found as much through being in someone's presence as it is from hearing them on the other side as all of you are listening here today. And I know you'll fall as much in love as I did. And here is a man who really, I mean, he had a a moment where he nearly lost his life. The way he came back, overcame, recovered, and truly has inspired through all that was learned and experienced is, I I can't put words to it, but I promise if you follow along with him, he does all of the time. So you'll hear and learn through. He's brought forth a beautiful pause, breathe, reflect community. And if you are part of this community, you know those three words mean a lot in reference to what we consider the wellness warrior way. And so this opportunity to bring forth your wisdom. Michael, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you as a guest. And I would love for you to say hello and introduce yourself. Well, hello, 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 Lindsay. Thanks for having me on and to all your listeners. A big hello as well. So it's so cool to come into your space. I feel like I'm sitting at the cool kids table at lunch in middle school. Like I'm like, this is so, it's just so awesome. So you did a pretty cool job of like doing an intro. So um, I wear many hats, you know, husband, dad, those are the two top ones, Uh, former corporate executive, hamster wheel spinning human to more of pause, breathe, reflect, executive coach, meditation teacher. That's probably what most people know me for right now. I'm still trying to be a better human to other humans, still trying to put a beautiful ripple out into the world and help people find the power of their breath um, to, you know, do the things that they want to do amplify their voice as you are doing with this podcast, find their breath in a way to amp up their energy, but to chill out when they need to chill, to reduce, you know, some of the stress that we, I think we're all living with that sort of inhibits our ability to be uh, a wellness warrior because so much of today's society is living with a constant like hum of stress. And for us to step into our wellness, we have to find ways to 
handle our stress in in adaptive ways, not maladaptive ways. So yeah, I'm totally stoked, psyched, amped up, excited. <laughs> the words can go on and on uh, to be with you today and be with your community. I, I just love it and, and love you. So thanks for having oh. me. Oh my gosh. Well, we launched right into it. So let's just keep diving. Let's just stay in the deep end. So we're in here into breath, which for me and uh, for the community here, many of them know, but to give you a little bit of insight into a real truth of mine is that I was an asthmatic my entire life. A lot of breath stuff in terms of evaluation and a lot of scarcity around not enough and um, just fear in that area, which perpetuated, as you can imagine, into a lot of trauma of that whole area of my body. And then learning about breath for athletic performance. That's actually where I first started to like learn that we had, it wasn't, I wasn't a victim of my breath, but rather, you know, we had this choice to use it and leverage it uh, for power. However, it stayed only in the like bracing and heavy weights and, you know, all these athletic endeavors. And what I really, truly did not understand was the ability for it to be part of recovering. And I found it during a very debilitating time of my life in recovery. And it was what allowed me, and I know that there's resonance with this for you um, and how it helped in your journey of recovery too. So I would love for you to pour into our audience. You know, when when you are dealing with someone and talking about breath, like take us through what are some things that our audience really could benefit from knowing around the breath or utilizing to amplify the wellness warrior within. I can be here to interject at any point, but the truth is, is I'm excited to hear what you want to bring forth and to share around this modality that I said it last night in circle. We had a vision board event I host annually. And I said to the, you know, all the ladies, which is something I've said forever, our breath is our foundation because it is our first gift earth side when we're blessed with life. And it's our final gift as we head out to the other side. And so the idea that we have a disconnection from something that's innately ours and goes everywhere with us and is to me my most favored tool. Like I'm so excited to learn from you <laughs> and hear what you have to share. So I'm handing it to you friend and um, I'm, I'm stoked for what I'm going to walk away with. Very cool. So I love what you just shared that, you know, our breath is the first thing we do when we come into the world. It's the last thing we do when we, when we leave this physical world, the world that we know and enter what I believe is a different world. So my relationship with the breath started much like yours in athletics, um, specifically around playing baseball, but bowling. And we can debate if bowling really is athletic or not, but <laughs> my dad would tell me every time I'd get nervous because I would tend to get like really hyped up about playing my sport. I was just like, I was going way too fast. And so he would say in bowling, like, take a deep breath before you shoot the next shot, which is sort of funny because back when I was growing up, bowling alleys were smoke-filled like <laughs> places. They were basically bars. So it was like, do I really want to take a deep breath in this moment? I don't know. I'm not sure if that's the healthiest thing. But so I knew my breath. And for anyone who's played sports you or see sports played on TV, as an athlete, you're always, you know, big breath in, big breath out before you shoot your shot or do whatever you have to do. 
And that's basically my relationship with my breath for the first 33 years of my life was just through sports. And then I had my near-death cycling accident, which I call my last bad day, which is not about unicorns, rainbows, and Skittles. It's about gratitude and being graceful. So with that accident, and the doctors told my wife, we're really not sure how your husband survived. I'll fast forward a little bit the story. Obviously, it starts off rough, like a Disney classic, but it ends pretty well because we're here today. I knew weeks into my recovery that I had to heal my mind in order to heal my body. So some of your audience might know Joe Dispenza. So I had a Joe Dispenza moment before anyone knew who Joe Dispenza was. My accident happened in 2001. It was north of Albuquerque. And there was something within me that says, Michael, you got to slow it down. You have to heal your mind in order to heal your body. And something within me said, come back to your breath. So my relationship in that moment changed my relationship with my breath, that is, from purely looking at it as an athletic tool to now using it as a healing tool. And so one morning, the morning after after I had my big aha about healing my mind to heal my body, I rolled myself to a quiet place in the hospital, which is very difficult to do. <laughs> and I just sat on my, in my wheelchair and I got quiet. So again, I want to bring people back to 2001. So this is pre like internet as we know it. There's no, there's no LinkedIn. There's no Instagram. There's no TED Talks. There's, there's none of this. There's no Brene Brown, like all this stuff. No one has any of it. It's like a, a book, like that's it. So I knew nothing about <laughs> mindfulness or meditation, but I knew enough to slow my breath down. And so I called these moments PBR breaks, which I thought was sort of funny back in the day because people in the States think of PBR and they think of Paps Blue Ribbon. And they're like, oh, you need to drink. Well, that's natural based on what you've gone through. I'm like, no, no, no. They're my pause, breathe, reflect breaks. It was my opportunity to slow things down, connect with the breath, a tool that we all have, as I like to say, on our Swiss Army knife, because no one is walking around with a toolbox. I don't care. Everyone says, like, <laughs> put this in your toolbox. I'm like, who's walking around in a tool with a toolbox? Like, no one. So I believe our breath is the, the tool on our Swiss Army knife to help us in so many of life's moments. And so I would use my PBR breaks, my pause, breathe, reflect breaks to slow down. And in this moment of reflection, think about what I was grateful for, um, how I wish to show up next, what did I want to say, in essence, uh, what I wanted to ripple out into the world. So I could live with intentionality. And then as time went on and my recovery progressed, I got out of my wheelchair, out of the hospital back to my corporate life, bring mindfulness along for the ride, but not telling a soul because 2001, that is woo-woo stuff, right? That is spiritual stuff that does not fly in corporate America. And so I kept this to myself, still just doing my practice. So anytime I felt overwhelmed, uh, burnt out, I would come back to my breath and I would take these micro breaks. I would have longer practice for sure, but I would take my practice off my cushion, if you will, and weave it into my day with these mini 
pause, breathe, reflect breaks, which I today still believe that, you know, I encourage people to do. Like if you have a yoga practice, if you have a meditation practice in the morning, awesome sauce, but (laughs) take it off the mat and weave it into your day. And these micro pause, breathe, reflect breaks, because I do believe one minute, two minute, five minutes, it all matters in helping to regulate what's happening in our body. Uh, So we can be thoughtful, so we can hear and see and love each other. I think part of the problem we have in today's society is that people are rushing around. And when you rush around, it's impossible to see, hear, and appreciate each other. Uh, for I'm a big cyclist, so I got back on my bike and rode my bike across the country this summer. So what I noticed was the faster I went, the harder it was to hear because of all the wind shear and sound. So when we slow down a bit, we can connect with ourselves. We can make wise choices about our wellness. And we can connect with people, even people that we don't necessarily agree with. We can appreciate the humanity in them, and we can be curious, another point of reflection of, hey, I wonder how life would be if I live their life. And one could say, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it the way they did it, fine. But this moment of reflection helps us minimize or stop judging each other because if we just walked a mile in someone else's shoes, we will have a different perspective. And you sort of reference it in your last episode, this whole concept of we go where our eyes go. So wherever we're looking, we're going to go in that direction. So this point of reflection by slowing down helps us determine where are we looking? Where is our energy flowing? And where do we wish to go? And so the breath can be wonderful in that regard. The final piece on breath, I'll say, because it relates to this podcast. So our breath can be really great when it comes to athletics. It can be really great in terms of mindfulness because we use it as a way to focus. But it can also, when we're breathing properly, it amplifies our voice. It gives weight to our voice. And most of us are breathing incorrectly. We're breathing too shallowly or too frequently. And we're not giving enough volume, breath volume to our voice. And I think today is a day for this time that we're living in, especially around wellness, is to make our voices as loud as possible and really amplify it. And we can use our breath to do just that. Oh, I just want to let that sit for a minute (laughs) and marinate because it's such truth. It's such truth. And I think of even in the breath work, like when we're, you know, in community and we're witnessing, and I know I speak that, say this even for myself, that I used to be annoyed by people who would breathe like me in meditation. I literally would be like, do you seriously have to breathe that loud? Like I would say that in my head, of course, never to the human, but energetically they may have felt it too. But the reality is I... It was so innate in me to dim that and to contract and to keep it small. And until I understood that it was a place in which I had an opportunity to give myself permission, I also found great community and started practicing different forms of breath work with people that do that form of breath work. So it's 
it was easier for me to lean into being bold in my breath when I'm around a ton of people doing kundalini and ever, you know, and ever everyone's in fire breath. And it's like you, I, I found myself able to give myself more of that freedom. And at the same time, I loved that you talk about taking the moments off the mat or out of the class, like not requiring all of the the class environment or the full hour in the situation, but being able to do it in micro moments. And so I know that there is a way because for some people, they're like, cool, I've got that. I'm a proficient meditator. Maybe they're, you know, like me. And I I do. I at this point in my life, I spend an hour more days than not every single week on my mat, fully in breath. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it or that I do, you know, but I this is what I've evolved to. But so for someone like me, I could walk away from this episode and go, okay, I'm going to apply more smaller moments. But for someone who maybe, um, you know, doesn't have that practice, is more in the beginning or looking for more support, how are they able to, in in which ways is the PBR community able to support them and hold them in finding those moments off the map? A great question. So I'm I'm a big believer in small steps. You know, small steps lead to big gains. So for someone who may be on the fence where they've intellectually heard about mindfulness or meditation, and they're like, yeah, 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 I get it. It sounds like something I should do. And what gets played back to me a lot, Lindsay, is like, I don't have time for that. Like, I got too much going on in my life. Like, you want me to buy organic and make all my meals at home and do this and bedtime stories and be the best, you know, partner and wife, um, mom, um, daughter, like the list goes on and on. And they're like, quite frankly, it sounds good, Michael, but I just don't have time. So I'm not going to add anything more to my life. In fact, I'm trying to take things away from my life because I got too much going on and I'm stressed and I, I just can't add anything new. So for that person, I say, I bet you have a minute. I bet you have a minute somewhere in your day, even if it's in the restroom or taking a shower, because I have meditations for when you got to go and when you need to take a shower. So those (laughs) moments, yeah, so there's actually a, I got to go meditation uh, because I want this to be really practical. So for some people, they don't have 45 minutes. So this school of training that I came through to become a qualified teacher is mindfulness-based stress reduction. And the practice is 45 minutes a day. So if I was going to go to someone who, say, had a corporate job or a busy entrepreneurial life, and I said, well, let's start with 45 minutes, they'd be like, say what? Like They're, they're like, I can't do that. So, so I, like, I start, I say, give me a minute. And then the next day, maybe you have two times where you have a minute or maybe three times where you have a minute. And maybe we get up to 10 times during the day where you have a minute between meetings or whatever. And so we have 10 minutes in the day. I'll take those 10 minutes over nothing every day of the year. So we start off really small with bite-sized pieces because I I do believe in my life story since my recovery is all about the, the value of slowing down to go fast, but also small steps to make great progress. 
The other part of pause, breathe, reflect is I want people to learn how to meditate without judgment. Because this is the other thing that I hear is that, oh, yeah, 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 I tried that. I can't do it. Like, I've tried it. I like my mind is just filled with too much. I can't sit still. So we have this notion, mainly through the internet, that we have to be in lotus position in that pristine meditation studio. And somehow our mind goes blank. And I'm like, like, where, who told you that? And it's like, well, it's on the internet. It must be true. And so what I try to help people realize is that that's not the point of mindfulness. The point of mindfulness is helping us pay attention on purpose without judgment in the present moment. And you're going to have a lot of different thoughts coming into your head, like what's for dinner? Why does Becky have such great hair? And did Jimmy really love me in seventh grade? Like all those things are going to come (laughs) flooding back. And that's perfectly human. So what I try to do is I do try to demystify meditation because in a lot of practices, which I love and I practice on my own with Pali or Sanskrit, you know, there's a, there's a new language. And for someone, again, a busy professional, it's like, I'm just trying to learn how to do this meditation thing. Now I have to learn a whole new language. And I just try to keep it really simple as a way to help people start. And then if they're really curious and they want to pull that thread and they want to learn more about the Buddhist underpinnings and the Buddhist stories and just the history of meditation and mindfulness, through the app, we can go there. But at least when you first come in, this is about simply connecting with yourself and connecting with others. And the one thing our app does that no other app does is that we have live practices throughout the week. So the last piece of the puzzle is I think people thirst for connection. We are drowning in communication. We are drowning in our feeds. And what we really thirst for is connecting. And there's something happens when we connect and practice together. So the app is perfect for people that want like small bite-sized pieces to start, want to learn how to practice meditation without judgment, and they want a sense of community. And then for all those people that want to do a longer practice, I got you. I got your back. I got like, (laughs) I got 10 minute practices. I have practices that last 45 minutes that are unguided. We got you covered, but I'm a big believer in these small steps lead to like tremendous gains when we play the long game and don't try to live our lives through hacks and shortcuts and all that jazz. Oh, I love it. I love it. So you guys, you just heard not only the action step, but also the app where you can actually join in, take part and learn whatever level you are at in your uh, current state of learning, you're able to find a resource there. Michael, it has been a freaking joy. It has been such a pleasure to unpack breath with you. I really didn't know as we, I mean, the, you know, for those that are listening, when you have a friend and we all know all of these friends, when you have someone that has so many areas of beautiful intelligence, you know, this conversation could have been directed towards meditation. It could have been directed towards mindfulness and the fact that it bubbled up to be really centered on the breath, of course, foundational in in all of the aforementioned uh, practices. I just, I couldn't 
be more grateful for your wisdom and your heart in this and bringing this forth as the the topic for today and also offering wellness warriors a way to truly amplify, whether it's simply by listening and applying or maybe downloading that app. So if there's anything else you'd like to share with the audience, we'll drop all the app stuff and you guys, the website always has. So as soon as this launches, you'll see that it will be connected to Michael's bio. Everything and everywhere to find him is going to be indicated there. You never have to worry, but is there anything you'd like to close with before I take us out? Well, here's thank you to you. A lot of gratitude, especially as we're recording this during the week of Thanksgiving here in the States. But I would just say this to everyone listening, and I end every meditation this way. Between now and the next time we practice or share space together, when you have a challenging moment, slow down, come back to your breath, and know that you've got this, and we've got you, and don't forget to ripple something worth rippling. Love you. Thanks for having me. I love you too. Thank you for coming. Wellness Warriors, thank you for joining in to yet another episode where we come together. We hope to bring some kind of information that is either insightful, inspiring, educational, something that can expand the warrior that lives within you. Thank you for trusting us. Thank you for circling back. Again, we would love if you have any questions or feedback to head over to the website, leave a little voice memo. We're actually excited to drop some of those into these upcoming episodes. So we'd love to feature you. Make sure you're in the Facebook group. We've got lots of fun things coming. So excited for all that's launched. And if you're seeing this on video, and even if you're listening, I'm drinking out of my brand new Wellness Warrior water bottle that did make its way all the way to Milan. And I'm in my Wellness Warrior crew neck sweatshirt that is recycled material. So if you are looking to gift someone you love with something from our community, head over to the or to the Instagram. <laughs> you can head there too, but head on over to the website, shop around, take a look. And we would love to have more wellness warriors sharing our message out there in the world. So stay light, stay bright. So grateful for your trust. And we will see you on the flip side. Sending so much love. Goodbye. Goodbye.